It's so wonderful that all these songs that we sang is about the life of Christ, the life of Jesus, who He is. That we are the bride and looking at the bridegroom and, and just seeing the, the beauty of who He is, sang about His beauty, sang about what He's created. Everything is in it, the bridegroom. And it's the last Sunday that, I, that we did is, is where, we, where we looked at the marriage and how the Jewish marriage represents what Christ is really in our marriage and how we should respond to Him and how we should come to Him and what all the significances are in that marriage. And I want to I go a little bit further with it because I want to bring that marriage back to what we are in the church and see how the church could be could be replicated in that marriage. And we know that, that when, we, when, we, um, when we talked about it, we said that the father goes out and he goes and looks for a bride. And, he's, and, and in Abram, sending, sending his servant to go and look for a bride for Isaac. And it's so important to, to understand the places where they met these brides. Was it the well? If you go and look at, 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 at Isaac, you go and look at Jacob, you go and look at Moses, they all met their brides at the well. In those days, the well was an important place. The well was, was a place of water, was a place of living, because without water in the desert, we couldn't live. So the well represented something that was living, something that there was life. And communities gathered around this well for life, for water. And the, and the, 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 the well wasn't just there for, for the needed water. It was also a place for the social gathering. Because that's where they could meet the brides. Because what they did is they went out of town and met at the well, met at the water place. And communicated with one another at the water places. Because they were out of the eyes of the parents. So that was, that was the place where people would meet. And where, where people would communicate and chat to one another. And that's how when the, when the servant came, he could find a bride there. As he spoke to, as he asked God. Because that's where they were. They were there to get the living water to either take into town, to either feed the, the, the sheep and the cattle, because that is the only place where there was life, because without water, there is no life. But it's also a place, if we take it through the whole Bible, a place of spiritual encounters. And I want to try and get these things through to us so that we can understand through the Bible and through the marriage and, and all these significant little things that is in it, how it flows through the Bible and how it comes into our lives today as well. So I hope I'm going to get it right and, um, and bear with me. Bear with me. Today, Today's life, the well, 
represents living something to us as well. In Isaiah 55, 1, It says, "Come." I've got I've, I've I've got a better translation here in the uh, in the NASB. What's that? ESV, NIV. Oh, okay, but the ASB. Follow me. Follow me there. Try and follow me there. I'm going to read it from here. It says, "Ho, ho, H O, ho." It's not. It's not come. It says, "Ho." It doesn't say come. It says, "Ho." It's to get your attention. Oh, everyone who thirsts, come to the water. Now, it's talking about water. The well that we dig represents water. It's talking about water in Isaiah 55.1 to something that is coming, something that is still coming. In Revelation 21.6, just to come onto that water section, it says, and he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of you the fountain of water, life freely to him who thirsts. In 22.17 it says, And the Spirit and the Bride say, Come. Now look at that come. It's capital C. Two, two is the spirit and the bride saying come. It's the name. So the spirit and the bride say Jesus. Jesus. Let him who hears come. Jesus, the name. And let him who thirst come. Us. Move towards Whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. So the wells in those days represented water. In today's life, that representation comes from what's the living waters in us? The Holy Spirit. So if we can start looking at this thing, what are we then? If we have got living waters in us, what are we then? We are wells. Am I right? So, so wells in the old days, wells in the Old Testament became, when Jesus came back, we became the wells, the living waters that are flowing from us. Now such one significant well was in Beersheba. It's a little place in, 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 in Israel if you, you want to know. Bezabah was a well that was dug by, 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 by Abram. And if you look at this well of Bezabah, I'm going to bring, pull through to us the significance of Bezabah, how it in the ages came through and how it was a significant well coming to us for today in the church as well. Abram dug this well. And in, in Genesis 21, 25, when he dug the well, there was immediately a contestant about the well. Abimelech came and, and, when he, when Abimelech came and said, this well belongs to me. 
And Abraham, and we know that in those days, when you dig a well, it is your well. It's not someone else's well. That's why we say when we say, dig your well. Charles cannot dig my well. Because my well cannot belong to him. I've got to dig my own well. I've got to find the water. I've got to find the spirit. He cannot find it for me. Otherwise, it belongs to him. And who do I belong to? I belong to Christ. So I've got to dig the well in living waters to, to find that for myself. I cannot find it for anyone else. And there's going to be a time of contestant. The enemy is not going to like us to dig these wells that we are busy digging. And he's going to try and mislead us from these wells. And that's why I believe in Isaiah, in, 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 um, in Isaiah 12.3, Therefore with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. And the enemy will try and best stop the salvation. And that's why I believe in today's life is that community life is, is, is so important for us to be part of a community, to be part of a church. Because we cannot fight these things. We cannot um, try and protect our well by ourselves. We need someone else. We need people to steer us. We need people to to lift us up. We need people to, to tell us if something is wrong. We need people to help us to guard our wells. Beersheba means the well of the seven. Now, if, we, if, you, if you go and look, go and, go and read it, you will see that when Abimelech took the well from, from Abram, Abram came to him and said, I dug the well. It is my well. But I will give you seven lambs as a token that this well belongs to me. And Abimelech said, I didn't know that you dug the well. And he accepted the seven lambs as a token from Abram. Now if we go and look at, at it, that the seven lambs, I believe, represents the seven spirits of God. Because when we dig our well, and the enemy tries and steals it, God comes and says, no, this well belongs to me. And I have paid the price. And I have given the seven spirits into this well. And the seven spirits we can read in Isaiah 11, 2 to 5. The first spirit is, is the spirit of the Lord. The second one is the spirit of wisdom. Third one is the spirit of understanding. A spirit of counsel. A spirit of might. A spirit of knowledge. And a spirit of fear. That is what God gives us when we start digging our own wells to protect us. Even in Revelation 5, 6, Jesus, when John went up, Jesus says, And the seven spirits of God sent into all the world. I will send the seven spirits of God. 
and he's sending it into all the world. The key for keeping your well will be to, to make sure that it flows with pure water of the Spirit, as the Spirit is the ownership of this well. Because the Spirit lives in us. That is the water. That's the living water in us. And we've got to make sure that this well stays clean, that the Spirit will be able to flow from us as they, would, as they used buckets to, to, to draw the water from the wells. So we need to make sure that this well, this temple, is clean for the Spirit to move. Jesus Christ is the owner of the Spirit, of this well in us, not ourselves. Beersheba was also at the end of the road. It was the last, it was the last well that was, was, that was dug, and from there on, when you walk, walked into the wilderness or into the desert, there was no more wells. And Beersheba was... Was it was a well that God used to launch a lot of spiritual journals, journeys. If we look at Abram from that from the wells of Beersheba, how he launched him, how he, how how Hagar came to the to the to the well of of Beersheba, where if, if you can, Hagar was the was the um, the servant of Sarah, but that became Sarah, I think. Uh, she was the, and uh, when, when, when God said to Abram, I'm going to give you a son, and, and Sarah was very old, and she couldn't wait and wait and wait, and nothing happened, nothing happened, and then she said, but I will give you my servant. And then while this Hagar was pregnant, she left Sarah, because Sarah made the world very un, uncomfortable for her. Jealousy. Jealousy. Watch it. So she left, and she got to, this, to, to, to the well of Bezabah, and there God said to her, where are you going? And he sent her back. And the second time she left again, and the, and the angel got her again at the, uh, at, at the well where, where Ishmael, the little boy, was busy dying of, and she was sitting away from him crying. And uh, the spirit said to her, what's going? He says, my son is dying. And he opened her eyes and the, 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 the well was there. And then he also made the, before he made the promise that he will also bless her, her nation. The other one is Elijah when he was running from Jezebel. He got to, this, to, to the well of Bezabah. But the one... The two, the two that I want to look at is when Jacob, the first time, got to the well of Bezaba. It is where, the, where, the, where you will understand uh, where he had that dream of the angels coming down a ladder, up and down a ladder, where God spoke to him. And God said to him, the land will be given to him through his descendants, shall all the families on earth be blessed and bring and and be and he will be be brought back to the land now his descendants and all the families that families is not just his was not just his descendants the family started in god already there started including the gentiles saying that all the families of the world 
everyone of the world that comes to him. For, for us, it is our inheritance, the everlasting life, the heaven, the new earth. God promised him that he will not leave us until it has been done. So God says to him there, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. So God is saying to us here in church, from that well, that he will never forsake us. He will never leave us. Because that's the promise that he's made. And that promise has come through to us as Gentiles as well. And then Jacob, going down to Egypt when Joseph, um, in, uh, jo- when, when there was a famine, and Joseph says to his brothers, go and fetch my dad and come back as a family. Jacob goes, and, and the second time again, he gets to the well, and he's worried what might happen in Egypt with him. And then God, he, he gets another encounter with God. And there the Lord gave Jacob four essentials for being launched into the next season of his journey. And I want to take these four things and then let's look into the journey of where we are now. He says to him, I am God. He says to him, do not be afraid to go where I am leading you. The third one, my purpose for you are there, not here. And then he says, I will go there with you. And if we look at, 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 the, at, at number one, where, where God says, I am God. God was, f- when we come to our Bezabar, when we come to the end of the road, when we come to the place where we feel we cannot go on anymore, when we come to a place where God is starting to speak to us. In the, even in the, in the, in, from the Afrikaans uh, 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 morning to the, to the English morning, is we're coming to an end of a road where it feels that we, there's something going to happen. There's something else. There's something else happening. And we as elders didn't just make the decision and say, yes, that's what we're going to do. We were waiting for God. We were waiting until God said, I am God. Sending. I am God. So he's speaking to us through the Spirit, saying, I am God. In every season, in every journey, in every, everything that, we, that, that comes with a fresh revelation to us, a revelation of Jesus Christ, everything comes before comes when God says, I am God. I'm speaking first. It doesn't just come from, from, from somewhere. It is, I am God. In Matthew 16, when he, when, when, when he, when he asked the disciples, who do you think I am? And, and Peter asked, you are the Christ. And then he said, I am. It wasn't revealed to you by yourself. It was revealed to you by my Father. And from here on, you will be known as Petros. From here on, the church will be built on this rock. The new journey, the end. He was starting, they were starting to get to the end of their discipleship, to the end of what following Christ in life. It was coming to the place where Christ will then be followed through the church. I am Him. 
as we, number, number two, he tells Jacob the most repeated command God gives in the scripture. Do not fear. Do not fear. Entering into the unknown and uncertain territory of times is scary. It is scary for us to move from the Afrikaans to the English. It is scary not knowing what's going to happen. It is scary. But if we stood in fear, we would have stayed there and made our, made our plans from that side. But when God speaks, we start walking. We start moving. We take away the fear. Fear keeps many good people parked in what God was doing, where we are comfortable with the familiar. But God is not in the place called here anymore. We can't stay here. We must go there. That's how God moves. If we're too afraid to move, if we're too f fearful to move, God cannot move. Number three, as we begin to take those first few faltering and uncertain steps towards the place called there, he will begin to speak about there and the new purposes he has for us. And the last one is, but not the least, his promises, his abiding presence as we go there. We sometimes get to the, to the end of our, of our Beersheba. We sometimes get to the end of our journey. Our seasons end. But God says, I am there. As you move, as you start taking that first little step, I am with you all the way. The Holy Spirit is the one that guides us. The Holy Spirit is the one that represents newness. The Holy Spirit is the one that God sends with us in our journeys. He is beside us. He's with us. In Revelation 21:5, Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write this words, true and faithful. I will be with you as I, as I go this journey. Another significant thing that happened in Beersheba is when Jesus met the Samaritan woman. Now the Samaritan woman it's a mixed race. That's why the Jews didn't eat with them. Jews didn't marry them. They did business with them. But they were a mixed race. And I believe that at that well is where God started the church. I believe that that's where God married and, and got engaged, gave himself, showing us that this is where the church is going to become, begin, because it was a mixed race. We, you know the story that as, as, he, as, he, as he got to the well, he asked her, give me a drink. And she said, who are you? You're a Jew. 
you're not supposed to talk to me. And he started with, if he, if she gave him that drink, remember when we spoke about it, when, when, the, when, the, when the bridegroom comes and he, and, he, and, he, and he proposes to the bride in the Jewish marriage and they drink the cup together, they are betrothed, they are engaged. So Jesus Christ coming to this woman and asking her for a drink that he was not supposed to do because he's a Jew, number one, they don't speak to one another, number two, she's a woman. He was really engaging her talking to her to in an engagement. If you look at the whole spiritual thing that happened there. She's confused. And he promises her a gift. And you can see in the in the in the in the in the in the in the, in the betrothed period as well when the bridegroom comes to the to the to the bride when he asks her he will give her a gift before before they take the cup to drink. And he offers her a, a gift. And he says to her, if you drink from the water that I give you, you will never thirst again. And that water that he promises is the Holy Spirit. Himself as the, bri as the bridegroom. That if she drinks from that water of life, he's living water, and she accepts it. And I believe that this is the place where, 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 where God, where, where, where if we look back in the whole scenario of the marriage, if we look back in, in, in how the Jewish whole thing is, is that at that stage, Jesus betrothed himself to the Gentiles and said, here is my cup. Share it with me. And I will give you water that you will never thirst again. I will give you the living waters. The well, the water that is there where she would have drawn water out has changed. The old is now gone. There's the new that started, started establishing itself. There's the new thing of I am life. When you draw, you draw from me the Spirit. And I believe that that is the birth of the church. I believe that that is the place was the church is the well today. This place, the church, me and you, not this place, but me and you representing the church is the living well today. We are the ones with the living water in us. We are the ones that that Christ wants us to, to move out and to offer the living water to those that are outside. To drink a cup with us. So that he can be betrothed to that person. Bringing that person into, into church, into a community. Because it's through us that the living water is being put outside. It's through us that we have got to go and, and, and give. It's us 
that needs to, to take away the thirst, to give the water of life to those that need it, to those that want to drink it, to those that are willing to drink the cup with us. As we drank the cup and said yes, betrothed to him, engaged to him, when we, the day when we took, took from his cup, the day when we took communion, it's that day when we said yes to him. It's that day when we became dethroned to him. We are the wells. We are the wells that the people are looking for. In us is the living water. In us is the water that flows. And for us to keep this water flowing is to stay close to, to God, is to stay close to our bridegroom, to make sure that that what we take in, that what we see, that what we look at is pure, to make sure that that what we read is pure, to make sure that what we fill ourselves with is with the Word of God, so that the water that is in us can gush out to those that need the drinks so that others can be engaged to the bride, to the bridegroom. We need, we need not to be afraid. You see, God, God says to us, I want you there. I want you there. I am God. I've asked through the word, I want you there. Do not be afraid. Do not fear. I am with you. I will go with you. It is us that needs to take that little step to start discipling. It is us that need to take that little step to start spreading the word, to start the water that's in us to come out. It is us that mustn't be afraid to tell people about Jesus Christ, the bridegroom that is waiting. It is us that must get people in to the betrothed period of our time because there's a wedding waiting for us. There's a hope that is there. A wedding feast that is coming because the bridegroom is coming. We and the Spirit say, come, come, come. The bridegroom is coming and it's close. In Isaiah 14, 43, 19, Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand so that we will walk in them. Do not fear. Take the little steps and know that we are the wells with living waters. Let's stand.